slavery is when I have total freedom to do whatever I want. The other person does with me whatever they want. Freedom means that there are boundaries. Boundaries give me freedom. Without boundaries, there's no freedom. one person actually make a difference in unifying the entire world? What are some tools I can use to live a life of more freedom? These are just some of the concepts you'll hear about in every episode of See One Beautiful Soul. And welcome back to See One Beautiful Soul. I am Barbara Heller. I wanted to do a part B or a part two of Rabbi Benjamin Levine's episode because there was so much wisdom still after an hour of speaking with him. And some of you have already written to me. Thank you so much that you enjoyed the first one. I wanted to also mention that in about a week and a half, I am starting a new cohort of Speak My Magic. Go to www.speakmymagic.com and join me on an eight-week adventure to dance with your inner kid inside of you, share your own stories with a small group of like-minded people, and get to see what are the gems and jewels and treasures in my life that the world is desperately waiting to hear about from the story that only I can tell from my perspective. Again, go to www.speakmymagic.com. And so here it is, part two with Rabbi Benji Levine. There's a story in the Talmud, Nochem Ish Gamzu. And it was a man called Nochem who Ever said everything is for the best. Gamzula tova, gamzula tova. Everything is for the best. And the Talmud tells a story that the emperor put out a decree against the Jews. They, the Jews didn't know what to do. So they said, you know what? We'll get a treasure chest. We'll fill it up with gold and diamonds. We'll bring it to the emperor and we'll give him all these gold and diamonds. And we'll ask him, please rescind the decree. So they fill it all up and that. Who's going to take it to the emperor? Nobody wants to go. But Nachemish Gamzu always says, Gamzula Tova, this is also for the best. So he takes it. This way, he checks into a hotel. Guy came with a treasure chest. He's a Jew. He probably has got a lot of money. So in the middle of the night, he sneaks into his room and he opens up the treasure. He's full of gold and diamonds. He takes it all out and he puts in dirt in its place. There are two different uh, readings in the Talmud. One is he gets up in the morning, continues on his way and goes to the emperor. And he comes to the emperor and the emperor says, what do you have? He said, I have a present for you to take off. Please rescind the decree. And the emperor opens it and he sees it's full of dirt. And he said, Jew, you came to mock me? Take him out and kill him. So the Talmud says that Elijah the prophet came to the king, dressed as one of his generals and said to him, that guy is not stupid. He didn't come to get killed. Maybe it's not just, just dirt. Maybe it's very special dirt. And the emperor said, what do you mean? He said, maybe it's the dirt of Abraham. Father Abraham, they said when he fought against the kings, he had a sp special dirt that he threw at them and it turned into spears. And it turned into today, like you would say guns or whatever. And he conquered the kings. And the emperor had a town that he had tried to conquer for many years and it didn't succeed. He said, let's try it. They took this dirt and they fought against the town and they threw the dirt at them and they conquered them. And the king, the emperor, rescinded the decree, took out all the dirt, gave Nachem Ishgamzu bigger diamonds, greater gold than he had before, and sent him on his way. So my grandfather said, there is another reading in the Talmud. And the other reading is that in the hotel in the morning, he opened up the chest and he saw it was dirt. And he said, Gamzula Tova, this is also for the best. And he continued on and the rest of the story. And my grandfather said, what was the greatest 
believer of our generation do? If he came to that hotel, opened it up in the morning, the chest, and saw that it turned into dirt, he would have said probably, this is also for the best. I'm going home. I'm not stupid. I'm not going to come to the emperor with dirt. What am I, crazy? That he was on a mission, a mission of God, like the Blues Brothers, right? He was on a mission of God. A mission from God, yeah. A mission from God. And he knew that a mission, you have to go till the end. You don't stop in the middle. There are pitfalls, things happen, but you have to have staying power to go till the end. And if you go till the end, that's where you'll see the miracles. And my father was once talking to a group of educators. Father gave a few lectures, very, very bright. And they said, it's the beginning of the year. Before you part with us, leave us with a few words of encouragement. It's so hard for us starting the new year. Again and again, another year, another year. We're tired already. And my father told them this story of Nachamish Gams. And at the end, he said to them, he said, you know, each and every one of you had your own private personal treasure chest. And in that treasure of what you wanted to do with your life, you put the things you studied and you filled up your treasure chest with the dreams that one day you would go out and you would educate a new generation of young people. And one day you take that treasure chest, you go out into the world. And a number of years later, you open up that treasure chest of your dream and it all turned into dirt. Those dreams you had that were going to be so wonderful of education, what it means to turn on people and everything. And you're dealing with all kinds of problems that have nothing to do with education. And the kids don't want to study and nobody wants to learn. And down the line, in the middle of your career, you open that, that treasure chest where all your dreams were. What happened to all those dreams? Like Nochemish Gamsu, they turned into dirt. My father said, that's when you have to close the treasure say, Gamsu Latoba, this is for the best, and continue on. And if you go till the end, you will certainly find that one day you will be walking in the street and somebody will come over to you and say, you know, mm-hmm. you may not remember me, mm-hmm. but I was a student of yours. And because of those words of encouragement that you gave me, I am today the successful person I am. If you realize that we all have missions in life, every one of us, no matter what the color of your skin, no matter what your background is, if everybody realized that we're here for a purpose, we have a mission, we don't know what the mission is. But if we continue on, we help people, we do good in the world, we try to make, we plant a tree, we plant something, we make the world a better place because we were there. At the end of our life, we can look back and say, because you were there, and people will say to you, because of you, I am a better person. Oh my God, I just got the chills. Well, I could definitely say that about you. What you have, everyone had. And I know you were brought up by some really amazing, magical people, because I've, I've been privy to a lot of the stories you told me. But I also, I think you're very humble, because I think God gave you, just you, Benji, such incredible, it's called chain in Hebrew and in Yiddish, like this uh, pathos or humility, this grace that you have that no one else has. I love the way that you show up in the world. I love how funny you are. And yet so deep, Rabbi Aaron, who was on the podcast a couple of days ago, he said, he once told me, you know, the funniest people are the most serious people. It's and so true. You really, and you have that in common with him. And I love that you're both, that you're friends. He's a wonderful man. He's one of my favorite teachers and you're one of my favorite teachers. So the fact that you love each other makes me so happy. I think one of your missions is to actually 
take action, go up to people. I just want to say one thing that people are afraid to do it because they often see it as a weakness, but it's the greatest strength in the world. When you can say to a person, I made a mistake, I'm sorry. There are people who are afraid of doing that because they, they're afraid that people will see it as a sign of weakness, but it's not weakness. It's tremendous strength to do that. You're absolutely right. And I think capitalism and ads have really played a huge role in that because they're always like, why wait in line when you can do this? You get the gold, you do it. Like get ahead, get ahead of everyone. It's so competitive. And it's like the beautiful teachings in the world from every religion are always like, no, give it away. Be kind to other people. I think what you're hitting on is very important. Like you said before, something I hear all the time, that person did me wrong. When you feel someone did you wrong, that in itself is actually, I don't want to say it's the wrong belief, but it, it doesn't help us. It's not conducive to living in a peaceful world. But I, but I must add that being kind doesn't mean being stupid. In other words, if somebody hurts you, you can ask them, you can be nice to them maybe if you feel you can, but you have to be careful of it. Yeah, you can't in be other words, Right. You have, right. You have, to be, you have to be smart and you have to understand that if you were hurt and a person is capable of hurting you, you can be hurt again. Right. So that shouldn't change you. I always say to my children that if people are bad to you, that shouldn't turn you into a bad person. Exactly. You should be a good person, but you right. should also be clever and smart and be careful. Right. And if someone hurts you over and over again, chances are they could be dangerous and you shouldn't hang out with them so much. And maybe they need therapy or rehab or something really even more invasive to, to, to change their behavior. And maybe you can even help them get the services that they need to change. 100%. But, but very often we just discount people and we throw them away like a paper plate, we don't get that they're actually a whole world, a whole universe that you could still, like you said, experience great joys with. And the other thing, because I come from a family of significant abuse and trauma, what I've learned how to do in my life with people who are quote unquote abusive or had abusive tendencies or even abused me is sometimes you can love them from afar. Right. Like you talked about, the, Mark Twain says, I can't contact my publisher who wronged me. But I, I can have, feel compassion for him. I can feel compassion for him and I can send him a fan. And I would send him a fan. It's great. <laughs> but that story illustrates my point, which is even when someone is no longer physically here, we can send them love. We can send their soul. No kind. question. And my grandmother, who you met, Betty Kruger, when I was going through a really difficult period with, yeah, great lady. When I was going through a really difficult period with my father in my late teens, early 20s, she said he had such a difficult mother. I'm like, grandma, he did this and this and look what's happening. And my, and my mom's doing crazy things. And try to think about where they're coming from, Ketzala, she used to say. Think about where they come from. Think about what difficulties they had, what immaturities they have. And that was her answer. She never licked my wounds and said, I'm so sorry, so hard. She would say, think about where they're coming from. And it really, thank God, got me to a place where I could speak with them. And we still have a, we have a relationship because it could have very easily become, I don't talk to my parents anymore. I have friends like that and they suffer. And the parents suffer, even if it's just one call a year. 
or one visit a year, or even a letter. It doesn't have to be that, oh, I talked to a person who used to wrong me or, or abuse me, and so now we go to the mall every week. No, it doesn't have to be that. It, it can literally just be a couple of emails. Anyway, I just like to leave the door open because you- I tell you, when it comes to abuse and that, I, it, it's a very, very, very difficult thing. That's something that no one in the world has the right to do to another it doesn't and also we have no right to judge how a person deals with it because we forgive we must never put ourselves in a situation where because of our understanding another person or trying to understand them and be compassionate with them we allow them to do bad things right very very carefully then that's also opening up another can of worms which is should there be law we're about to open up to this new generation that is saying why do we have laws in the first place without laws then you then it's a jungle everyone right. does whatever they want to do you have to have laws right. in order to live in a society right. without laws it's it's just uh, anarchy everybody does whatever they want right. laws are not only for me they're for you and for me in order that we can live together robert frost good fences make good neighbors yeah boundaries because boundaries. the ultimate chesed or kindness is kind of raunchy but we learn about it through Lot and, and that story, Lot and his daughters. And some people think the greatest pleasure in the world is, is to have sexual relations. Well, there are cults all over the world and human trafficking. Little boys and little girls are raised to think that it's totally normal and acceptable to be intimate. Yeah, but that's not real love. Real love only comes when you have boundaries. I, I always say yeah. you take a guitar string and you push it, you play that doesn't make music. It only makes music when you tie it into the guitar. The red light that stops me on the road is what gives me freedom afterwards when it's green to be able to drive afterwards. In other words, you, you need boundaries. If you, if you are free to do whatever you want to do, then you become the big slave to any whim or any passion that you have at the moment. And so what people think freedom is letting, allowing me to do whatever I want, want is really just the opposite. Slavery is when I have total freedom to do whatever I want. The other person does with me whatever they want. Freedom means that there are boundaries. Boundaries give me freedom. Without boundaries, there's no freedom. 100%. Well, I feel so lucky and free that I got to meet you. And I always say you were the best thing that came out of the program where I met you. <laughs> and I think you say the same thing to us, which is like such a compliment. I'm one of your fans as well. Oh, thank you. I'm so honored to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And don't put yourself down because you're also a very, very wonderful, talented person that has given and will give so much wonderful thing to so many people. Thank you. And here are some takeaways, words of wisdom from today's episode. True freedom has boundaries all over it. Slavery is when I get to do whatever I want and anyone else can do whatever they want to me. Laws protect me and you and us if we'd like to live in harmony. Always give words of encouragement. They are our greatest diamonds. If we do good in the world, plant trees, plant seeds of encouragement. When we look back at our lives, we want people to say, because of you, I'm a better person. That's everything. That's the whole thing. That's why we're here. People are afraid and think it's a sign of weakness to apologize or take great care of those we pass on our way up the ladder to our success. Instead of stepping on others and not caring who we hurt along the way, the way sometimes our capitalistic environment shows us to be, we have to fight this. We must apologize and say we're sorry if we did something wrong anyway. Be kind anyway. 
Choose good anyway. Be kind, but be smart. If someone is dangerous, separate and seek out help for them. If a person is bad to you, they could do it again, but it shouldn't change you. You should always choose to do good. Always, even in the face of someone doing something destructive. And sometimes you can love the person from afar. You can feel compassion for them, even if they no longer physically live here. Don't hold on to anger for them, even if you don't speak that often, and especially if they're no longer here. Nachum Yishgamzu would say, this is for the best. This is such a great mantra to say. Keep saying this no matter what kind of dirt you may find in your backpack or luggage. And when we think good, it will be good. When we have true faith, we go all the way to the end of our missions. That's where we'll see the miracles. We complete the mission. We don't allow for our worries, our fears, our emotions to stop the mission. It's okay to feel them, but you can't let them stop you from completing your mission. Keep going, keep growing, keep glowing. If you know somebody with a great story about forgiveness, failure, or freedom, please share them with us. If you learned something new or feel like something from this episode can inspire someone else, please share the episode on your Facebook page or Instagram and tag that person and tag us too. You can find all of our social medias, drop us a note, or join our newsletter at www.c1beautifulsoul.com. Please don't forget to subscribe and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you hear podcasts. May we all choose to look for the light in ourselves and each other in all ways, always.